0: Hello and welcome to Duke's Handbook, where we are now on a new schedule. Mondays are the advice episodes, Thursdays are going to be the am I the asshole episodes because uh, upon request, uh, some people have said they'd rather it like that, and I'm okay with that. We got two episodes a week now, Monday advice, Thursday AITA, and uh, let's just go ahead and get into it. This one's called Neighbor's wife died What should I do? Well Go give your condolences For one I found out the old guy Mid 80s next door to me His wife died a few days ago She was lingering for a while An ambulance used to come daily To pick her up and drop her off We noticed the ambulance Stopped coming every day And there was a lot more people visiting So we suspected something happened We Googled his name and found her obituary. He has a ton of family locally that's over now and helped to clean up his property, bringing food over, etc. He's perfectly nice, but I've only talked to him a couple of times in the last four to five years. What should I do? Card? Make him some zucchini bread or something? I'm at a loss here for what the socially acceptable responsibility for someone I might nod to when I'm putting the trash can out front. I mean, go over there and express your condolences to them or to him and uh, ask him if there's anything you could do help with, you know, and then, you know, maybe every. I don't know, Wednesday, bring over some food and just be like, hey, we cooked and we made an extra plate for you because he is an older gentleman. So I'm assuming he's either A, getting like meals on wheels or something like that or B, um, not really cooking for himself. I'm assuming his wife would do that. Maybe, depending on her health at the time. Um, But yeah, just, you know, Bring something over for him every week And and check on him and make sure everything's good Because at the end of the day I mean the neighbors and everybody there Are going to be the ones to know when he passes away So that'd be a good thing to to Just check up on him every week Because usually uh, older people It's like if one goes The other one's not far behind And probably from a broken heart more than likely But yeah just checking on him Make sure he's good. Bring him a card, maybe. Maybe make that zucchini bread. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's socially acceptable, no matter how, you know, close or not close you guys are. But, you know, you still had that neighborly, you know, nod when you did the trash can, wave, whatever. Doesn't mean that you had to go over there and spend hours with them every week, you know. So, yeah, bring him something nice. Maybe a bottle of whiskey. A nice bottle of whiskey or something. Alright, this one's called How to Address the Concerns uh, Raised in the Teacher's Email with My Son, Grade 7, and Also with the Teacher. Well, let's read the email, shall we? I received the below email from my son's school teacher. I would greatly appreciate this group's advice on how should I talk to my son about this and how to reply to his school teacher. The email is as follows. My name is Blank. I am Blank's Humanities, English, and Social Studies teacher. You haven't heard from me too much this year, which is a good thing. Blank is a strong student and a good classroom citizen. I'm writing today because I know these things to be true, and yet lately, I am seeing some decline in his work and some behavior in class that surprises me. For example, uh, talking during lessons not using class time effectively to complete assignments fooling around with other students blank is very personable and appears to get along with almost everyone and uh, while i love to see student socialization i am worried with report cards coming closer that some of these things might impact his performance he and i had a few short conversations about this last week And I told him that I would be bringing you into the loop as well. He has committed to doing better, which is wonderful. A reminder of your expectations may cement his understanding of the importance of keeping a strong work ethic through spring. I know it's hard, a hard time of year for students. Um Thank you so much for your support of blank and his learning. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, dude. So you sit down and have a conversation with your son and say, Hey man, I got an email from your teacher saying, uh, you're not doing as good as you used to do. And, uh, you just email your teacher and you say, thank you for bringing this to my attention. I will have a conversation with my son to help further cement the issues, uh, that you've brought up in your email. And, uh, please report back to me if any other issues arise and then you go very respectfully mom or dad um but yeah just talk to your son and be like yo bud hey so i got an email from your teacher which uh doesn't happen often and i would like to know what the hell's going on buddy you just a little excited for summer you trying to make some summer friends you know and uh, yeah that's about as far as you go with that and yeah so anyway, there's that. Hey, if you're listening or you're watching on YouTube, do me a huge favor. Subscribe, like, comment, share, whatever. It'd be absolutely fantastic to see who's coming and going and who's watching and who's, you know, doing their thing. So anyway, we'd love it if you just hit the subscribe and click that little notification bell. So as you know, I primarily go into these things. Blind is all hell. I might skim it to print it. I've, uh, I've read over one that I had quite a few times before I finally decided, you know, like I'm not even going to touch this one. Um, but for this one, I just printed it out, dove into it. The title didn't really go too much into detail really. Says, says, uh, should I let my sister and her boyfriend stay in our home for three to five months so she can be close to her dying dad, even though my roommate doesn't want to allow it? My roommate and I have been friends for about 12 years. We're men in our mid-30s and have been renting a three-by-three house for five years, which is three-bedroom, three-bath. Uh, my sister, who has a different dad, lives out of state. Her dad is dying. Uh, she hasn't had a great relationship with them and wants to be close enough to spend time with them. I'm drawn to being a support system for her as much as I can, not only because I'm her brother, but because I went through similar uh, events. I want to let her stay at the house while she's going through this. She has been seeing someone for six months. I haven't met him. Their relationship is rocky because he struggles with addiction and to opio- opioid pills containing fentanyl. Uh-oh. He wants to get clean but keeps relapsing. This, along with withdrawal, has caused him- them to fight some. He's never hit a woman from what I understand, but he has gotten in her face once. Uh, he is a little arrogant, clingy, and controlling. I've expressed these things to her, but I ultimately don't feel it's my place to put pressure. I voice my concerns, but I think he needs to be the one to decide what she'll stand for. He's also generous, genuinely caring, and willing to be vulnerable. He's willing to do therapy, as he has in the past, and he is trying to get clean, which he's also done in the past. My impression is that he is struggling with some problems which make him moody, but he isn't a thief, and he's more likely to huff and puff or break down in tears than to become violent, which is good to know. I'm willing to let him stay here for my sister's sake. If she feels the need for that comfort, I want her to have it. I also don't want to make her feel like she's risking her relationship on top of it. My roommate wants to force an ultimatum, saying she can only stay if she doesn't bring him. He's afraid that because he's an addict and got in her face once, that he'll be a problem. He's telling me things, he's telling me things to me like, "What if I tell the landlord about how he's an addict and you get kicked out for bringing him in? I'm the one who got you in here. You need to respect that I live here." Um, And <clears throat> I know that you're intelligent enough to see things But sometimes you need to have things pointed out to you I feel like he doesn't respect that this is also my home And if my family comes asking for my help That I'm compelled to help how I can Whether they have their addict-loved interest with them or not If I thought he was a serious liability, it would be different But that is not my impression. If the roles were reversed, I'd allow it. Well, I mean, I mean, if he does want to get clean, then maybe moving in with you guys away from where he has access and easy access to get these things might make it easier for him to get clean. It doesn't feel okay to allow him to dictate the situation. I realize it makes him uncomfortable, but this concerns me being able to support my family. It feels like he doesn't respect that I'm in my it, it is my home also. That times I'll need to do things uh which will make him uncomfortable, especially in times like these. I don't want to be unfair though. I know it's a pretty long stay and the boyfriend isn't the most mentally stable before I jeopardize my living situation for this. Any advice? Thanks in advance for the insight. So whether you hear this or not, um, a lot of the times, and this is just my theory because I'm not a professional, um, I feel like a lot of the times addicts that stay where they're at will stay addicts because their friend group is there and that's who they're addicts with. Um, Depending on the distance there, like if you're, you know, let's say a 12-hour drive, you know, from where they currently live, I, I honestly think that helps a lot because it makes it harder for an addict to get things. And um, maybe when they get there, he can immediately jump into AANA and get be in that group, get a sponsor and everything like that. And a job and everything like that. And maybe that'll help balance him out. Um, But also at the same time, it's like, I totally understand where your roommate is coming from. Because, you know, addicts are addicts. And even though this guy isn't physically violent or anything like that, it could potentially cause a problem with, like, the landlord or something, right? So I get it. I understand And uh, I think you might need to sit down and have like an ultimatum with your roommate too. Be like, what if, okay, because he does want to get clean. What if we have them stay with us and he has to sign like a contract saying that if you or if he gets loaded or high or anything like that while he's living there, he's out. Like that's it. Game over. You don't get one, two, three. You get one. And that's it You come here loaded High Even start getting high again You're done You need to start going into that sober life You know getting clean Get the job and all that stuff Excuse me And And then you can stay here But other than that None of the Irresponsibility of being an addict No freak outs no get, Definitely no getting in your sister's face Because I will fuck a dude up If I'm around for that for my sister I could tell you that one, hands down But uh, Yeah I think you could set guide, Like sit with your roommate And like set guidelines for this guy And just be like okay well I understand your concern How about we set guidelines And maybe your roommate would be More down for that Hey, if you've made it this far and you're on whatever you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, go ahead and give it a like, a follow, comment, share it with your friends. If you've liked it this far and we will keep on keeping on, I guess, as we, as we move forward with the episode, thank you for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. Having me on in the background doesn't matter. Really appreciate it. This one is called "Should I Reply to an Apology for SA?" Um, mm. Just off the title, uh, mm. let's uh, let's. Mm. This is going to be a touchy one, so please, nobody come after me or at me or anything like that. The message started off with him reintroducing himself. It went on to explain the details of the incident years prior. He told me how he should have stopped when I said no and how his actions were wrong and how he should have respected that I didn't want to do anything. He apologized for everything that happened and asked if there was anything he could do for me. What does he even mean by that? I hadn't thought about this in a long time, and these messages have dragged up so many thoughts, memories, and feelings about this whole situation. I have an amazing husband and children now, and would honestly like to never think about this again. I honestly don't know what I should do from here. Is he seeking forgiveness? Trying to clear a dirty conscience? What does he mean by asking if there's anything he could do for me? Should I reply? If so, how do I even respond to this? Any advice is greatly appreciated in advance. That is, whew, that's heavy. And you know, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people just straight out wouldn't reply, which no judgment for that. And no judgment on the people that, Send them a message back going, You're a piece of shit. Fuck you. You fucked me up mentally. I can't fucking trust people to an extent anymore. Blah 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 blah. So also no judgment on responding that way either. Um obviously it seems like you've put it in your past. I'm assuming your husband understands and knows about you know the situation. Um it very well could be him seeking forgiveness it very well may be him trying to clear his conscience. Um, maybe, I mean, like if there's anything he could do for you, like, I mean, maybe he went to therapy or something like that. And a lot of the time somebody's conscience comes around years later and they're just like, fuck dude, I fucked up. Like that was a big deal. Like that's a big, that's a big fuck up, you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Maybe respond and say, look, dude, I don't I don't know what you want here. Um, I've moved on in my life. You've brought up a bunch of feelings that I don't want anymore. And as far as what you can do for me is just don't ever contact me again. And that might be what it is. I don't think he's expecting you to be like, I forgive you, but I also don't know you could uh you could either not reply too so there's that you most of the time maybe not replying is probably the best for you and might be better off and just you know let him know there's there's literally nothing he could do for you to make any of his prior decisions uh better so yeah that's a tough one That's a really, really tough one, but I hope you're, I hope, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit of what I said can help you out, but I hope that you get it all figured out here soon too, and handle that to the best mature way you can. So that'll do it for this episode. Um, Keep an eye out for Eagle and the Rue. Where me and my Australian buddy, what am I doing? My Australian buddy and myself uh, just kind of talk about everything. Where we, I mean, politics, humidity, uh, humanity, freaking gaming, YouTube, different creators, stand up comedy, whatever it is, we talk about it because we love that shit. And um, yeah, so go ahead again like follow sub whatever you can do on whichever platform just like make sure you're keeping up to date with the podcast and then uh we'll catch you on the next episode you have a good rest of your day